Welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. Okay, well, welcome back to another episode of the Ask Me Anything series. I think we're on number eight now. No, number nine, I believe. So we've done nine series, nine nine episodes, sorry. And guys, if you've been on here before, you know the drill. It's you ask me anything. You ask me any questions that you have in regards to your dating, social, lifestyle, um, any of the kind of areas that, you know, I work in and I'll have them answered for you. Okay. We've already had a few questions throughout the day. So I will obviously kick things off with that. Um, first of all, let me just get through a few, few shout outs. Hi, MacMam. Hi, Patiola. Hi, Dutu. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Shay. Hi, Adrian. Hi, Alina. Hi, Alvaro. Uh, <laughs> yes, Adrian. Adrian is one of my coaches on the team. Um, you can work with him on the seven-day programs or the Impactful Connection Workshop. Um, we're actually doing an Impactful Connection Workshop on the 25th of May. So that's a 12-hour intensive workshop where you get to learn everything about mindset, your improve your conversation ability, and actually get out there and meet real people on the day and actually put this stuff into practice. You know, instructors demonstrate on demand. You know, they hold your hand through the whole process of really getting this stuff ingrained into your system. So if you're getting yourself more familiar with my work and you think it's now is the time to take that next step and do our basically, so our, it's our induction workshop pretty much before, before you enroll onto a seven-day course. Um, check it out. Go to johnnycassell.com and have a look at the different dates. If you can't make the 25th of May, I'm sure we've got one in June for you, which I believe is on the 29th. If you're in Birmingham, I'm actually going to be at the Dating Show Live NEC on the 29th and 30th. I am going to be the only male dating coach there specialized in helping you guys get to where you want to be in this area of your life. So if you, if you are in that part of the world in the UK, um, in Birmingham, come down and see me on the 29th or the 30th at the, at the NEC for the Dating Show Live. Um, there's going to be a whole bunch of other people there. And it'll be a great day out, you know, and also there's 5,000 people in attendance, I believe, right? So, you know, it might be a, a good spot to actually meet some people. Hi to KP Philosophy. Hi, Richard. Hi, Frida. Jonga. Lopez. Vicky, welcome back. Archie J, welcome. Right. So let me just, let me just like start this episode off with telling you about my bank holiday, right? So I had a lovely bank holiday. I spent um, the, the weekend with my girlfriend. And what, what we did in such a short space of time was, you know, really utilized uh, like a, a great day together. Like the amount that we got done, you know, really kind of built up the content for what I'm about to tell you. Great daytime dates, right? Great daytime dates, like locations, like, and are, you know, if you are a bit of a Scrooge, <laughs> right? If you're a bit of a type fuck, then you're going to love this. Okay. 
I'm not a tight fuck, by the way. I'm actually, my friends in my family, I'm, I'm very generous. But just the way it turned out, you know, we went to some, some great museums, right? This is stuff that you can do. If you're living in a city or in a town, I'm sure there's museums. In London, we have the VNA, we have the National History Museum, the Science Museum, and they're all like quite clustered together, right? So you can walk around these museums. But here, here's what the great thing was that really made it a lot more fun was because there's one thing, like, there's a certain level of stimulation that comes through walking through a museum or art gallery or whatever. But what's really great is these the new iPhone headphones. You know those Bluetooth ones that you kind of put in one in each ear? And we had great fun just going through, like, playlists of music and, you know, had one of these headphones in each of our ears and just going around, like, in these museums and these art galleries, like just listening to cool music, just being silly and playful. And I just thought it was a really good thing to kind of share with you guys, um, you know. And there's, there's this really, I can't remember the film, but there was a film with Mark Ruffalo in it, the, the guy that plays um, the Hulk. And he, there was this particular film, and I've mentioned it um, to my students before, where he is like a, a music producer or something, or he's working in music and is this singer that he's kind of like working with and then he starts dating her and they actually go on a really lovely date throughout the city with a headphone splitter. And I actually fired this out to my mailing list years ago as an idea of something you can do, which is you know, really inexpensive. You get a headphone splitter and just listen to each other's music, like walking around, taking in the sights. I mean, again, like London, if you live in London, London's an amazing city just to do that, you know? So just a few ideas there that are really like, you know, not going to cost you anything, okay? Saatchi Gallery as well was another great one we went to. And also farmer's markets. You know, if you're, you don't have to spend dates in fancy restaurants all the time, right? You can spend a nice weekend together doing the art gallery thing, doing the museum thing, and then stumbling across some farmer's markets, you know, and um, getting some street food and just a coffee. I mean, it's a really great day out. Another thing is Kew Gardens, right? I checked out Kew Gardens for the first time on Sunday. And again, same sort of thing. So, you know, I, I, I'm just kind of pushing this episode in this, that direction, first of all, because I often hear guys complaining about how expensive dating is. And it is, it is. It does get expensive if you're single and, you know, you're on the apps or you're just, you know, you're meeting a lot of new people and you start racking up the dates, it can get expensive. So there's just a few ideas for you guys. So you know, when you do start getting, getting dates again, it's not really going to burn a hole in your pocket. All right? Good. Right. Right, who else we got? Hi, guys. Awesome. Yeah. Hi, Nitesh. Hi, Reginald. Great. Hi, Janelle. Hi, Lewis. Cool. Good to have everyone on. Right, so the first question I got asked earlier on today, and I feel like I've touched upon this so much when I'm doing these lives, is how to avoid the yawn zone. So anyone that's got my book, uh, Elite Seduction, you will know I talk about this. I talk about the yawn zone, right, and how to avoid it, and what are the causes of you not getting callbacks when you get a girl's number or you, you, know, you, you send out a text and she doesn't text you back. It can be a number of things, but the chances are that you put her in the yawn zone, right? And that yawn zone exists because you 
pretty much didn't stimulate her in the right way or you outstayed the welcome, yeah? Like you, you remained in the conversation and the interaction for far too long that it kind of hit a peak of excitement then it kind of hit a lull. It's just like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, so I see you around. And then that's what she remembers of you. So when your name pops up in their phone, you know, if you're calling or a text, you know, notification comes up, her emotion is anchored to that curve. So is is that curve at a high when you got the number or was it at the lull? You know, was it was it at the low? You know, so you really got to kind of think that. So how to avoid that place is three things, first of all. You got to be curious. You got to be curious about people, right? Like everyone has got a history. Everyone has come from somewhere, right? What does that someone do? What does that someone do for fun? Right? What does that someone do for fun? That is always going to be the question that I throw out in interactions because I'm interested. We all have different interests, different activities we like to engage in. And if that person really can't answer that question, then, you know, that's quite problematic. But I think you need to always remember to... If you are going out and hearing yourself say the same thing week in, week out, then the trick is, is to get bored of yourself saying the same thing, right? If you, if you get bored of yourself, you force your, your mind into a more creative space and you become more playful with your conversation. Now, what I found is guys actually find, find that like a, quite a risky move. Like they're too focused on hiding behind the mask, you know, going out with too much game, like too much bravado. And what's really refreshing is just being a bit vulnerable. Take a risk. Take a risk in your conversation. Now, I don't know what that risk is for you, but you you most likely do. You know, what part of yourself do you not show in interactions with people? Because that is likely to be the part that's missing And that's most likely to be the part that they can't connect with because you're too busy with the mask trying to be this something. That will work to a certain extent. It might create an an air of um, being uh, the mysterious man, right? And there will be like that that allure of of attraction. But at some point, you've got to take off the mask, right? And you might think that's a risk because perhaps you took the mask off once upon a time, right? You took the mask off and you might associate it being, being too vulnerable with it, that you got hurt, your emotions got hurt, or, you know, get over it, right? Not everyone is like that, all right? So, yeah, exactly. Being closed, exactly, or closeted, right? Get out the closet. <laughs> let, let, me have a, let me say hello to a few people. Hi, Alcus. Alcus is a very good friend of mine in, in Vilnius and Lithuania. I always have a fantastic time. Uh, good to have you on, buddy. And it always looks after me. Hi, Kwanda. Hi, hi Sana. Welcome back. Defco in the city. Welcome back. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Waitman. Hi, Kenneth. Thanks for joining. You all make up the show, guys. You know, everyone that's joining, you all make up the show. So your contributions are much appreciated, right? I had a convo today with a married woman today on a bus. I nearly bored myself to sleep. Okay, but what's, you know, again, 
Why? Why, why was it boring? I mean, you know, sometimes it is boring. Sometimes you may have boring conversations, but that's okay. But I, what I like to do, and again, the first chapter in my book is, is about taking responsibility, right? Taking responsibility. If you're having boring conversations, take responsibility for that. Don't go for life just going, oh, well, I'm just meeting boring people. There are boring people or people that aren't on the same frequency as you. Yeah, that can happen. But again, I keep saying this, go out and be playful. Go out to be playful. If you have that playful vibe, then you're always having a great conversation because you're just amusing yourself. You know, you're being a little bit cheeky, right? It's all in my book, the conversation structure that I want you guys to follow and the conversation that works, that has you never running out of things to say, is all in my book or on my workshops, right? Your choice. But get the book first, get familiar with my work, then attend a workshop so we can actually put it in practice for you, right? I can F, yep, Marco, hi, happy Sunny, hi, Starboy. When I saw she was married, it got boring. Yeah, right. Well, you see the ring, you know, you see the rock on her, her finger and your, your brain just kind of switches off like, oh, okay. But like, that's having an expectation, right? I think just go out to, you know, what we say here in anyone in, in, in the field of helping you guys get better is to go out and add value to people, you know, go out and leave people better than you found them not wanting something from them. Because when you want something from them, it becomes apparent and then people put up a barrier. People want a fun, playful experience, right? Let's have a look at this one. I texted my crush at the same time. I, I texted my crush and at the same time, some random guy phones her and she mistakes that guy with me. Now she hates me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Funny situation. <laughs> Find me happy. Welcome. Uh, information about Morocco. Wow. If you want to find more information about Morocco, that seems to be the account. Hi, Asia. Uh, hi, Gabor. Right. What else have I got on here? <laughs> this was a great question that I got asked earlier. How to be charming like James Bond? How to be like a cliche James Bond? Well, let's let's make let's let's look into what makes up James Bond to be so charming. First of all, you know he he's always impeccably dressed, isn't he? He's he's always his charm comes from from his appearance, right? So get that handled. Get your appearance sorted out. Get your identity sorted out. Get your branding sorted out, right? Ask yourself, who am I? What image do I want to put out there of myself to the big wide world, right? So get it sorted, right? What, what sort of outfits are you wearing for the daytime? What sort of outfits are you wearing for in, in the evening, right? Get that wardrobe handled. If you're having a problem with that, we've got, we can facilitate that. We have styling courses on my side. We, we have styling. Dale is our, our team stylist and he's doing an incredible job are really transforming people's identities, you know, that's congruent, that's congruent with who they are, not turning into something that is like some, you know, pantomime clown, you know, something that is congruent with one's values, right? So if, you, if you're looking to get better at being well-dressed and well-presented, send me a DM and um, I'll start a conversation with you about that. So, yeah, so first thing is 
dressed dressed well, you know, being well dressed. Second thing, mastering your tone of voice, you know, your pace of voice and the subtle use of seductive language, right? You ever notice that? I mean, something, if you ever watch any James Bond film, you, the only way, the only, the only time you see James Bond rushing is when he's chasing someone to, to kill him, right? Or he's chasing someone in the car. You know, you don't see James Bond chasing after a woman, right? He, he's, he's mastered the tone of voice, the pace, the, the, the subtle use of the language. That This is all the, the seductive um, things that make up um, someone being charming, right? Again, I, I always do this demonstration for you guys when we're doing a live. You know, when I'm talking really fast, there's a certain energy in the room. But when you slow things down, it adds tension. So what do we learn from that? We learn that slowing things down builds tension, right? I'm not just talking now about your voice, right, and your tonality. I'm talking about the way you move around the venue, you know? I'm talking the way that you pick up that drink at the bar, right, and hold eye contact with that chick that, you, that you've been looking at for, for the past five minutes, right? And maybe sort of soften the experience with a little bit of a cheeky smile, right? Not just like a staring her down like you're some sort of creepy weirdo like chicks don't want that right so you want the eye contact you want to be slowing your everything down think i would i would say this to guys right when you are going into a new environment right the first thing you need to do is get get comfortable in the environment and something that i like to think in my head is how would i move around this venue if this was a part of my living room, you know, how would I walk around here if this was in my house, this, this, this bar, or this hotel bar that I'm in or whatever, how would I move around if this was part of my house, right? So see, whenever you go out in a social environment, see it as an extension to your living room, right? Because if, if you see someone walking very fast and, and fidgeting, it's quite apparent that they're nervous, right? And they're uncomfortable. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be around people who are uncomfortable with themselves because I then feel uncomfortable, right? It's an uncomfortable experience. So whenever you're going out, don't, don't rush to meet women, right? That's a bit weird. Just take your time to, to relax into the venue, right? Take your time to find your space. Take your time to work out who else is in the venue. Maybe throw out some eye contact around the venue and see if you can get some conversations starting before, um, you know, you actually have a verbal conversation, right? There's a chapter in my book when I talk about body language and spatial awareness. And one of the phrases in there, I say, look, the conversations start, most conversations start before you've, you've even opened your mouth, right? What I mean by that is there's many languages that you can master, one of the, but one of the most important languages that you really do need to master is body language, right? You really need to understand body language, how you are composing yourself and how people are subtly communicating certain things over to you. Again, this all goes back to the Bond thing, but James Bond has mastered that, right? How he holds himself, his posture, his composure, right? Have a look at this. Have a look at the Alexandra Technique. There might be a Google search for you if you're not familiar with it. And get yourself more acquainted with, um, you know, what makes up more of an attractive posture, okay? 
or go and see a posture specialist. One thing that I do before I enroll clients on my seven-day program is I actually go and, if I, if I see it as a need for them, I actually refer them to people in our, in our fitness department, right? People that are specialized in helping people with their posture and, you know, their physical appearance. And I just think that is a necessity, right? Because what you think up here is what you project. So if your shoulders always rounded in like that, like mine were when I gr was growing up through, coming up through school, I didn't really hold myself well, you know, because it was a reflection of my, my thoughts of insecurity about myself. So I would just be like, my shoulders would be rounded in like that. And like, you know, my back was hunched and it was just very unattractive, you know? So really get that handled, right? It might be something that you're not really too conscious about, but definitely spend time in fixing that, okay? Get yourself in the mirror and just practice talking and standing, right? Little tip here, like whenever, you're, whenever you wanna, like the most confident stance to really adopt it is, and you could do this in the mirror, is have your feet shoulders width apart, right? That is the most strongest, like you wanna achieve that triangle shape, right? You got your own space, you know, and, and it's the most, just the most attractive stance to kind of have. And you can see that. You have a presence, right? You don't want to have your feet standing there together, you know, because, I mean, the most awkward thing is when someone walks past you and, and you get budged by someone's shoulder and you, you, know, you, you fall over. I mean, that's just humiliating, you know? <laughs> right. What else we got? Should you, should you set yourself... Okay, this is the third question I, I was asked earlier on today, Okay. Should you set yourself a large number of approaches to do every week, right? So when you're, when you're kind of starting out, um, I, I, I say this, I say this, you know, I say that you've got to get familiar with um, speaking to strangers, right? You've got to get familiar with putting yourself in social environments and speaking to people that you don't normally speak to, getting out of your comfort zone, basically, right? And the social environments that you step into can be anything. They could be on the way to work, you know, jumping into the coffee shop. They could be, you know, at the bookstore on the way back from work or something like this. I mean, everywhere is a social situation. So just get in the habit of, I mean, I think five approaches, five interactions a day. I don't want to say the word approaches because it sounds like you're going out looking for it. I don't think this is something where you're going out looking for it. I think the interactions that you could potentially be having are already there. They're already there. You just need to be more awake to it, right? Soon, again, I say this every week, soon as you step out of your house, there is an opportunity to speak to someone. It might be your neighbor. It might be the taxi driver whose taxi you're jumping into. You know, it might be someone, it might be the, if you're jumping on a tube, it might be some, the, some, the person checking the, uh, the tickets, right? Or someone next to you on the, the, the elevator, right? People are everywhere. You don't have to put a big outcome on it. You know, just wishing someone, uh, just asking about how's your day going or how's your day looking, you know, like, oh, how are you fixed today? Like taking an interest, taking an interest, man. That's all it has to be. Let's not overthink this. Let's not overthink this. Let's not think if I'm talking to someone, I need to get this from it. No, the way to think is if I'm talking to someone, I'm adding value to them, right? I'm making them feel better about themselves, Right? I hope that makes sense. I hope that's a mindset shift because I think when when you have an outcome on speaking to someone, then you're really going to struggle to even get started. In actual fact, you know, and I, I speak quite openly about this. Again, this this story is in the book 
when I first started making efforts to get more social and improve my confidence in this area, I would, um, I, w- I would go out with my buddy in, in the early days and we would have an expectation of the night. We would go, right, we're going out tonight and we're getting laid. We never got laid. We, <laughs> we, we never, we didn't even speak to a girl, man. It was embarrassing. Right? We're, just, we're just there like hiding behind our drink all night because we put this ridiculous expectation of ourselves that, oh, if we speak to someone, that means something's got to happen. It was ridiculous. So I workshopped the idea. I was like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? I was like, well, it's because we're putting too much social pressure on ourselves. Let's just start with, we're going out tonight to meet fun and interesting people, right? We're like, yeah, that's what we're doing. So we then went out and then that's when things started happening, right? That's when things started happening. Just take the pressure off. Take the pressure off, man. You just got to get the ball rolling, right? So Let's remove, so this question was, should you set yourself a large number of approaches to do every week? I would say this, I just want to be conscious of the language that you're giving yourself here, right? Just be more mindful of interacting with people you don't know, okay? Just be more mindful of interacting with people you don't know. Get in the habit of doing that, you know? And why? Why? Because it opens up doors, it opens up doors left, right, and center. When I was a younger guy going through this, you know, in my early 20s, right, I was going out pretty much every night. I was not speaking to dudes. I was just speaking to girls, just like, because that was my focus. I just wanted to get more experience in speaking to women. And then what I found later on in my life, when I was actually like started coaching, I was like, Wow, I've, I've, go, I've gone through life and not even realized there's men in the room, right? Am I missing something here? And <laughs> absolutely am I, I was missing something because you don't know who that guy knows. You don't know what he does. You don't know what his job is or who he could introduce you to or who you could introduce him to to add value to him, Right? So you then start creating the infrastructure in here of being a master networker. Again, not wanting anything from someone, but just adding value to. And you know what? Like, that's a great position to be in if your friends, your network can really benefit from you having social intuition and putting people together. Like, that's an awesome position to be in. And you can start to see how organically you just start having a more effortless social life. It becomes easy. And that's what I'm saying. When, we, when we've done videos on YouTube and, and, and talked about it on here about going out alone and stuff like that, because you know a guy does get to that stage in his life where all of his friends have kind of moved off, gone into a relationship, or you know they just might not be so available. They have other so, such commitments. If you just are that in, in, in general, you're just that connector guy, then you have no problem going out on your own because you just start to see the snowball effect, right? Everyone kind of knows you. It's okay, right? So that's where you want to kind of go. That's where you want to kind of go with this kind of stuff, all right? Um, God, I really went off on a rant then, didn't I? <laughs> but that's, that's, these are the good questions. You know, when, when you ask good questions, you get good content. So ask me good questions and I'll give you the good content, right? Okay. Right, let me see what we've got here. Hi, Stuart, welcome. 
Iaz, hi Caesar, hi MSJ. What have we got there? He said it doesn't know anything. I forget. Cheers, don't waste your time. Um, I don't know what. I don't know where. I've. Bubba's <laughs> a mystery. I mentioned I had been to. <laughs> Man, I've I've never met the guy, so um, I don't, and I don't think he would be in, inclined to speak like that about anyone in the community. So if you're just shit posting, that's that's too bad. Hi, Andy. Uh, how to be in the right attitude with a girl? Well, I think what I just said kind of covers that, Nitesh. You know, I think that you change your out, you change your attitude when you don't want anything from them, right? You, your focus is just to add value and actually get to know them, become a good listener, being curious about someone, right? Not, not being so wrapped up in your own mask, taking the mask off, showing, you know, showing bits of vulnerability so they can get to know you on a slight emotional level. But don't remain there. Don't remain in that emotional deep place. Bring it back up, right? Show glimpses of yourself, uh, with, with the mask off at the early days. Obviously, when you have more of an established relationship with someone, they're always going to see you with the mask off, right? Because that's that's what happens in relationships. You get to know each other, right? And how to be in the right attitude of a girl as well. And it's, 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 it's the mindset you have as well. Like when I go out, I'm just, I just, and please don't take this out of context, but for me, I'm going, if I'm going out, if I'm single dude, you know, the mindset for me is it's on. It's on. I'm going out to to be playful. It's on, you know. And everything, everything builds from that, you know. So that 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 I would say is the right attitude. You know, at the end of the day, look, a woman chooses who 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 she wants to sleep with or who she wants to be with. At the end of the day, right? You just got to turn up as as the the right version of yourself, right? Not not this second rate version of yourself, not the shadow version of yourself. So get yourself out of your head. And just be present, be present. Again, I go into a lot of detail in my book in terms of how you can um, create compelling and stimulating conversations. Totally check it out if you haven't got it. It's Elite Seduction. It's on Amazon. I've got a copy right here. Yes, this is a plug. There you go. Get it. It's on Amazon. It's like $9.99. It's 10 years worth of work in here, man. Get it. $9.99. I'm charging a, a lot of money for my workshops. Right. Do you think getting to the gym and becoming a monster is important for... Do you think getting to the gym and becoming a monster is important for presence in the room? No. I mean, look, you know, someone that's looking good, right? It depends what your fitness goals are, right? But I don't think becoming a monster is what makes you looking... Becoming a monster, (laughs) looking like a monster doesn't make you look important, right? It just looks like you don't do anything else but go to the gym, right? The most important person, the most interesting, let me rephrase your question, the most interesting person in the room is the person that asks the most interesting questions. It's not the loudest guy or, you know, the, the guy of the best jokes or best best kind of, um, you know, or, or looks good. I mean, if the guy looks good, he's going to get certain level of attention, but it doesn't define his success, right? So you got to play to your strengths. But, but I feel that language, learning language, learning how to interact, learning how to stimulate, learning how to guide the mind into a place that has someone thinking, 
about the interaction they're having rather than going on an autopilot, right? Like going on a replica conversation like they had the day before or just two minutes ago, right? That's not going to stimulate anyone. So really think, like really start to care. Again, it, there's that word again. You've got to be curious, man. You've got to be curious about the people you're interacting with. Everyone's got a story, right? Everyone has activities and passions in their lives. What are they? Don't fall in the trap about talking about work. Don't fall into the trap of talking about what do you do, where you're from, how old you, how old you are. Those things will come up in the interaction. Hell, you know what? I, I know it's a good interaction when 10 or 20 minutes in, we haven't even done names yet, right? That should be a goal. Like, go in and just really learn about someone, and then it becomes apparent that you haven't even done names yet, right? That's how unique your interaction is, because most people just hand over that information so quickly and so freely at the beginning, right? It's always going to be about having... A, it's always going to be about being unique, right? And breaking the expected pattern that they think they're about to experience. That's how you're going to stand out. Okay, thanks for the question, buddy. Right. Hi, Rami. In your opinion, what's the difference between lust and love? This is a great question. Um, one I've definitely answered on here before. I think love comes over time. Love, and this is, again, this is my opinion. We all have our own um, interpretations in terms of what love is, wherever you're, you're from, a, whatever background you're from, you know? And for me... I, I believe that lust is something that you, know, you kind of have in the moment, right? It's, it's something you want without emotional investment, right? You're striving for this thing. You're striving for this moment, uh, moment of validation, right, of, of accomplishment, of, of bedding that person, right? Or even might just be kissing that person, whatever it is, right? Whatever your fantasy is. But love, I think love, you know, is something that comes over time. And with time comes emotional investment, right? And I think we all go through stages of lust and then it moves into love. You know, at the early stage where we're building attraction and we're moving in the direction of attracting this person into our life, it's, it's, it's lust, you're lusting for that. But then when you get to know them, you know, it's, I think that becomes love. You know, where, where you, when you care for someone, you, you, you think about them a lot, you sincerely care for them. You know, you can weather the storm with them, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's my interpretation of what 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 love is. You know, it's uh, it's when you have a deep emotional investment in someone, and that, that's not necessarily just a romantic um, in, in your romantic area of your life. It's also you know family. You know, it's friends. You know. Yeah, you can love friends because you've, you've known them for so time. You have a deeper connection with them. You love your, your parents. Maybe you love your grandparents. You know, it's, it's your extended family because you, you connect with them on a deeper level, right? That, for me, is love. I don't think someone can say they're in love with someone as soon as they see them. They are in love with the idea of that person, perhaps, yeah? They're in love with the idea. They have an emotional investment in the idea of being with someone, right? But they're not in love with that person. It's, it's different. All right. Great question. Uh, hi, Hunter. Hi, Jihadi. Hi, Top Seeker. Hi, Angelo. Bond doesn't smile, though. He does smile. He, he, has, um, he has a very cheeky little smirk. 
go for his films. You'll see the smile, right? It's it's a very confident, uh, in control uh, kind of smirk the guy has. You know, check it out. It's a great one to master. Hi, Barbara. Check out Barbara. Barbara's a good friend of mine. Um, she is a fantastic artist, uh, always inviting me to some lovely events. Follow Barbzy Art. She's amazing. Um, check her out. I'm sure you guys will love her work. Hi, James. Welcome back. Uh, do you recommend a bit of a heel for shorter guys? There's always a question that pops up, you know, like um, talking about men's insecurity for guys who are short. I just finished watching, I went uh, this weekend, I saw the new Silvio Berlusconi film, Lauro. And there's a scene in it where his assistant is putting in the rubber heels into his, uh, into his shoes. And I have a friend that used to do that. I had a friend who was um, a Jewish banker guy, and I used to go around there, and he, he, he had these like rubber insoles to give him a bit of a height. And, uh, you know, if, that's, if, that's, if that helps, it gives you confidence, cool. I mean, you know, um, you shouldn't be ashamed of that. I mean, chicks put like chicken Phillips fillets in their in their bras to make their breasts look bigger and you know it's just, if it's an enhancement for you and it gives you confidence like go for it but i don't think you men should be really insecure about their um heights i mean i have i have friends that uh are, are, are quite sure and they date incredible women and they date incredible women because they're bold and if you ask such women why what they find attractive in shorter men I've, the data I've collected, as I've spoke to women that have a history of dating shorter men, is that they come across like they can handle themselves, right? So if you are a shorter guy, right, really work on your, your presence, right? Work on how you're coming across, right? Be bold. You've got to be bold, right? And, um, and by the way, the, the, the girl in mind that I'm thinking about right now she um she was very tall like tall like a bloody giraffe right she this girl this girl i have in mind right now she was a waitress at a, a hotel bar that uh i was frequently going to and taking clients there and stuff and i was just say i i think i think it was either myself or my friend said to her like do you do you really, do, do you ever get really insecure about how tall your children are going to turn out Right. And she was like, wow, you know, it's so funny because I actually don't really date um, tall guys because if I date tall guys, they've got to be super tall. I mean, this girl was like six foot something. Right. Super tall model waitress. And um, I was like, wow, like I need I need for more men to hear you say this. So they to get to install confidence in in, in, um, people that have insecurities about their height. So just carry yourself, man. You've got to carry yourself well. And remember, it's what, what goes on up here is, is, is the message you project, right? If you're going around with a story of, oh, no, she only dates tall guys or she only dates black guys or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> rainbow-colored guys, whatever, like, that's not the story you need to have up there, man. You know, it, it needs to be, I'm going out to play, you know, and, and just play, man. I'm going out to have fun. Yeah, it's all about the experience someone has of you, you know, and, and 
someone may say that they don't date uh, a guy who is a certain height or, uh, or a certain race, but you just might be the guy that takes him by surprise. Remember, what is this about? It's about breaking patterns, right? It's about breaking patterns. It's about coming across as someone that's unique. All right. I ex guts. I the kid. What other questions we got here? Let's scroll down. Right. I keep getting. Uh, Hi, Jay Smithers. Welcome back. I keep getting texts at 3 a.m. on a Friday night from this girl I've been on a few dates with. What are your thoughts on how I should approach this? I mean, 3 a.m. I mean, if that, I mean, if that's, if that isn't a booty call, I don't know what is. I mean, let's have a look. You're getting text at 3 a.m. on a Friday night, but this guy I've been on a few dates with. What are your thoughts? I mean, do you like her, first of all? You know, I, mean, I guess you do, otherwise you wouldn't be asking this question, right? Why don't you just break the pattern? Again, hear me say it again. We're breaking the pattern. When she does that again, call her. Call her and have a chat on the phone, right? Call her and have a chat on the phone and see if you can escalate it. See if you can... And, and guys, again, I feel like I'm saying this all the time. Get on the bloody phone, man. Let's stop playing it safe with the virtual pen pal, right? What is the stigma we have with talking to each other on the phone? It's ridiculous. There's so much more that can be conveyed and put over when you hear each other's voice on the phone. It's more emotive, right? You can use voice to stimulate. You can change the pace. You can change the tone. You know, you can storytell. You know, you can even take it one step further. You can actually jump on and do, do a video call, you know? So if she's calling you, if she's texting you at 3 a.m., man, I don't think we need to be, um, you know, you're, she's, you're clearly on her mind, buddy, all right? <laughs> if, if it's confirmation you need, you've got the confirmation. There you go. Hi, Max. Welcome. I don't know who to tell this, but... How to tell a girlfriend uh, that you want a relationship and telling her that you lost some experience being as a boyfriend, like outdated about... Sorry, I don't understand this question, Raphael. How to tell a girlfriend that you want a relationship and telling her that, you've lo that you lost some experience being her boyfriend, like outdated, with a... will it scare her? Um... I'm trying to kind of work out what you're trying to say there. Um, is your insecurity that you have dated more partners than she has? And because that's such a large figure that she'll be put off by that? Or is it the other way around? Are you, are you saying that you're you you've had not so much experience and should be put off by your lack of experience i mean i don't know i i think i think there's certain women that are insecure about a guy who's dated a lot of women or slept with a lot of women and you just got to kind of got to be realistic about things you know i mean people have to accept your past 
you know, it's not necessarily who you are now. I think, I, I believe we all have to kind of get that out of our system, exploring our sexu- sexuality and going on that kind of adventure. And I feel that if it wasn't, um, you know, rather you fulfill that part of your journey outside a relationship than wanting to fulfill it whilst you're in it, right? So anything is a blessing, right? Right, lack of experience of dating. Well, look, I mean, you just got to, you just got to, every, 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 everyone is a warm-up until you've met the right one, right? That's the way I, I look at it. And you've, you've just got to, um, you've got to take the lessons as they come, you know? Again, wherever they're in the relationship or outside the relationship. But the question you need to be asking yourself is, are you fulfilled? Is this, will this relationship fulfill your needs, right? Are you going to have that scratch that you, uh, that itch that always needs a scratch, right? If so, then maybe just get that out of your system before you jump into a solid relationship, all right? Um, but I don't think, um, yeah, I think you're, yeah, you're, you'll rack up your familiarity around the relationship uh, as it goes on, and, but just be in mind that you're learning, man. But we're all trying to work it out. We're all trying to work it out when we're in relationships, you know? Even when you've dated, like, I don't know, 20 women, 30 women, 50 women, whatever, you know? You're always learning. You're always learning. But most importantly, it's about communicating to each other. If you fail to communicate to each other uh, on such things that are of concern to you, then you're going to be doing it at your own detriment, right? Remove the shame. Remove the fear from communicating such things to each other. And that'll be a great investment in your relationship, right? Start, like, do that right from the beginning, because it's going to get a lot harder, you know, moving through the relationship and, and you're not communicating on that level. All right. Be open and transparent. Hi, John O'Grady. Welcome. Max, what's the most important piece of advice you could give all the single guys out there? To, and well, as, I, as I just said, like, this is a constant progress, uh, this is a constant um, journey. But what we must do is to go out there and, and be as, as, as social as possible, right? You need to collect data. You need to collect the data that how people in, uh, um, respond to certain situations, you know, understanding human behavior, understanding mannerisms, understanding, you know, get how you build up intuition is becoming more familiar with that subject. So you've got to go out there and become more familiar with interacting with people in all sorts of different social situations, right? Find find a machine, find a social machine that, that will allow you to, to constantly meet people. You know, a lot of a lot of a lot of um, uh, exposure I had was through the nightlife scene. You know, I've been in nightlife for a long time. Yeah, and and with that you are interacting with a lot of people, a lot of people, you know? So it's, it's, you've got to find out what that thing is for you. Where can you go week in, week out that is abundant, is abundant of social situations? You need to be more familiar with them, okay? So that's my top advice, is you've got to get out there. That's the first thing I did, right? With, with zero experience, with next to none experience, the first thing I started doing when I was like 17, 18, was just going out there, man, just going out there and just putting myself in 
situations and also recording things, man. I was I was like writing stuff down as I was going. I was I was writing stuff down that I was learning. I had a A4 pad of paper back home and I've still got them somewhere. They're like this thick, right? This thick of all the things that I was learning. Right? What well, like a journal effectively, right? I often tell guys to get a little pocket diary and just record their breakthroughs. That's important. That's important. You need to have a co- a positive coping mechanism for when you come home and you think you're crap at something. You need to look at something that tells you you're great, right? So write down your wins, record your wins, right? And those wins could be as simple, it could be anything like just talk. I spoke to a group of girls tonight, right? If that was something you wasn't doing before, that's a win, right? I engaged eye contact and raised my glass to a girl at the bar tonight. That's a win. It sounds ridiculous, right? I'm laughing, but that's a win. That was something you weren't doing before. And you can start to see how progressive you can get with this right? You just start nailing all the little micro behaviors that go together to make up the formula of attracting someone into your life, right? Whether it be romantically or non-romantically. Okay. Thanks for the question, Max. Great one. Top secrecy. What is your honest opinion about girl, girls initiative? Yes, it, it is comfortable. It is comfortable. Good for men, but does girls drop a value even slightly? How to, oh, initiate, sorry, without dropping anything. Okay, so what are my thoughts on girls who initiate and are men comfortable with it? I love this question, and I love it because every time I do a talk where it's a mixed audience, when we have men and women in the room, and I'll probably bring this up if you're going to, you heard me talk earlier on about the dating show live at the NEC in Birmingham here in the UK on the 29th and 30th of June. I'll be doing something similar. You know, I'll, I'll get to a point in my talk where I'll open up the room and I will ask. I will ask the men what they think if a woman makes the first move. And it's really interesting because all the men are like, well, yeah, like that would be great. Because what you've got to remember is that there's different types and personalities, right? You've got the confident person. You've got the shy person, right? And you could argue perhaps, I mean, Matthew Hussey did a great video on this where he said about like the shy guy is, is, might be the better guy to date because he's not the player type, right? So if you are a confident woman and you do see the shy guy, find him attractive or whatever, then that might just be what was needed, to create that bridge. Remember, what we're looking for is just to create dialogue, right? We're looking to create dialogue, okay? So some guys might have a, a certain stigma attached to it. You go, oh, no, I want to do the hunting, <laughs> you know? But, you know, I mean, forget that. It's, it's nonsense. It's nonsense, you know? The, the, the game still goes on. You know, the dance, the dance still goes on from the point you met from the point when you first met till, you know, several dates in, you know? So it's just about getting that first move in, right? Whether you're making it or they're making it. But what's not acceptable is missing the opportunity because that hurts. That hurts. When you see an opportunity and you walk past it and you think, oh, God, again, nothing happened. Nothing happened, right? I mean, it's 2019, yeah? Let's, Let's take it upon ourselves to make something happen. Yeah, make something happen. 
All right. Thanks for that question. I loved it. Hi, John. Uh, hi, Ray. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Hank. Hi, Abhishek. Welcome. Uh, I don't know, Kelsey, if, if you are the only woman here, uh, <laughs> maybe someone will slide in your DMs. <laughs> hi, Phil. Hey, long time no speak, buddy. Welcome. Good to have you on. Hi, Calatec. So guys, those are all the questions so far that um, we've had. So if you if you if you've got any more questions, throw throw them throw them at me. Andy, what's next for Johnny? Um, what's next for me is more books. I'm gonna I'm gonna be writing more books um, because I've learned a lot writing this one, and I've got so much more that I want to share. I mean, I think my next book is actually gonna be the whole last decade of my life of more drilling in the experiences and the stories that have happened, like coming through this industry as a coach and how that's affected my life, what I've seen, um, you know, what I've been exposed to. Uh, yes, many stories of um, you know, seduction, you know, many stories of, of love, many stories about friendships, um, and colleagues, perhaps. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff that needs to be told, and I believe when it's when that's been when I put that out there, it's going to be quite disruptive, and it's going to affect a, a few things. Because <laughs> um, I've been in this industry for a long time now. You know, I've been I've been in this industry for a long time, and I've travelled a lot with it. I've met a lot of different clients of different backgrounds. Um, I've I've worked with royalty. I've worked with um, CEOs of you know biggest companies in the world that are doing remarkable things. And I'm so thankful for that. And, um, you know, there's just, there's just been, it's just been, there's a lot to tell. So that's kind of my, my next move, just more, more books, um, growing the company, you know, we're going to be doing more stuff in the U S over time as well. And, um, also the direction the company is going in, as I said, and I've, I've said it before is, you know, we don't, what was, something that started out as just teaching guys how to be more confident with women and how to get the women of their dreams. As strange as this is about to sound, right? That's another day at the office for me, right? That is another day at the office for me. And I've got racks and racks of clients that have gone on to achieve that, right? So I need more stimulation as, as a coach and growing this business. And where I found that is completely transforming the guys from the grounds up. So, you know, being more and more holistic. And we've always prided ourselves. We've always prided ourselves in being holistic in terms of our coaching, but really expanding on that. You know, like what else can we do for our clients? Like what other experiences can we give for them? Right. So, you know, I'm I'm looking at like bringing in business coaches as well because like here's the deal. Like that is a part of your lifestyle, right? If you want to have a fruitful lifestyle, you've got to get your numbers sorted out. You've got to get your numbers. I'm astounded of how many people I'm talking to. And they live this, they, they live, they've got this idea of living a certain level of, 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 of lifestyle, but they're telling me they're earning like, you know, 25 grand a year. Well, you just can't, you can't do that, you know? So it's about, it's about leveling up that side of your life as well. So I'm going to bring people in to, to, to help guys that, where that's a need for them. And, uh, you know, it's about growing. It's about growing in, in, 
in line with the clients, you know. I've, some, some of my clients I've had for like 10 years, not, not necessarily just for the, the dating stuff, but just more like transforming their lifestyles with the social elements, right? We've done some remarkable things. There's some remarkable things of these clients, right? But there's becomes more needs. So, um, yeah, that's what's next. We're, we're, we're doing a lot more transformational work from all the sorts of different angles. Um, I mean, look, I've just got off the phone to a client t- tonight and he's gone through like working with fitness instructors, sorting out his physique and his lifestyle and dietitians and such. And the next step was the styling. So we sorted him out on the styling, right? Now the next step is his seven-day program, right? Where he's going to get very skilled uh, with his social skills and his dating skills and get more intuitive in that area of his life. And then from there, you know, who knows? We'll circle back around and see what the next need is for the guy, right? But the idea, we just want to be a one-stop shop for male transformation, okay? Thomas, why do teenage boys get super needy with some girls? I'm a teenager myself, but I learned a, a while back not to get needy with girls. Does this have something to do with emotional maturity? Yeah, I believe so. I believe it, it's it's a bit of that, but but also it's um, not having an abundance of girls at that young age. You know, it's all new, it's all fresh. So again, like if you're that young, I just wanted I want to tell you this. I said it earlier. Everyone is a warm up until you've met the right one. Okay. So don't stress, just enjoy the process of, of learning. You know, that's the mindset you need to have right from the start. Enjoying the process of learning about women, right? If you're not around women, you're not learning about women, okay? So get into the habit of that. Guys, we just got under two minutes left. So I'm just going to do a little last plug here on the Impactful Connection Workshop. Again, if you're enjoying this, guys, I'm enjoying giving this to you every Tuesday. You know, why not come down for the live experience and work with me in person, work with the team. Uh, it's the 25th of May. And here's the deal. This is what I'm doing for anyone that's listening here. If you come with your book to the workshop, not only will I get, uh, sign it for you, but I'll also give you a hundred pound off, right? It's a hundred pound discount on the ticket price. So if you're interested in that, DM me and um, we'll hook you up on that. That's something I want to do for you guys. And um, hell, you know, I'm, I might even jump on a Skype call with you just to prep you for the day. All right. So that's the 25th of May. Um, it's a ticket price of like 597. I mean, I, I charge like 500 for the first hour of work with me, guys. So, you know, pick it up. You get 12 hours of me. It's a no brainer. Okay. And um, seven day programs are run on a weekly basis. So if you want a, more of an immersive experience, uh, really shake up your system, check it out. JohnnyCassell.com. Look out for the seven day program and inquire. All right, guys, it's always been a pleasure, always is. And thank you for being part of the show. You guys make the show. And um, yeah, God bless you guys. Have a great week. If you enjoyed the content, follow me on Instagram at London Dating Coach.